Hey everybody, this is Dr. Sam Byrne, and I'd like to welcome you to another iClarity podcast. We've got some great questions today, so I think I'm going to dive right in with question number one. This is from Najda. She's got two basic questions. She shares that I have allergies in my eyes, that there's itchiness, but what's even worse is what I call stringy things that must be mucus that gets stuck in my eyes, and I'm desperate to know if there's something that can be done to reduce this. Then the second question is regarding cataracts. She says that she has them in both eyes and she's needing eye surgery, although she's putting it off. She eats really well, and she wants to know if there are any products that she could use to reverse cataracts. Okay, Najda, let's start with question number one about the allergies in your eyes. So, you know, the eyes have their own immune system, uh, and I would say that there are three main reasons why our eyes let us down especially in the arena of allergies and mucus discharge. The first is inflammation. And this could be a chronic low-grade inflammation that could be in your eyes, but also it could be in your systemic and or metabolic areas of your health. So in terms of the systemic health, this could be of the intestinal tract. You know, I talk a great deal about digestive health, and this is a place where if we have any kind of inflammatory response, it begins to affect our immune system. And allergies tend to show up where our immune system is compromised. Now, this could mean that we are carrying certain toxicities in our body. Uh, This is why I, in my practice, we do a lot of testing in the areas of heavy metal toxicities uh, as it relates to uh, just exposure from the environment, but also things like pharmaceutical drugs and or uh, dental, dental care. So... In terms of checking things off of your list, inflammation would be one of the things I would look at because it's very tied in to your immune health. The second reason why uh, you might be getting the eye allergies could be due to oxidative stress. Now, you know, you say that you eat really well and yet you still have these symptoms and also you're you're dealing with cataracts, which also is a metabolic waste issue. So what I'm wondering is that are you really absorbing absorbing and getting the level of antioxidants that you're actually absorbing? And this is a key point because you know we can eat the best organic food out there, but are we absorbing it? You know, this is where things like uh, reducing um inflammation via probiotics, uh, pre-probiotic fiber, uh, making sure you're getting enough of that in your, 
in your diet as well. Enzymes also, you know, these are all things that can lead to um, an interference in your ability to absorb these great nutrients that you're eating and taking. And then the third factor has to do with visual stress. And we don't talk a lot about that because most eye exams really don't address visual stress. They're testing your eyesight acuity chart and they look at your anatomy, the structure of your eyeball. So they're giving you an assessment of eye disease and eye health. But they're not looking at how your two eyes are working together. Are they tracking? Are they focusing? What kinds of uh, lenses or glasses are you wearing? Um, and if your two eyes are not working together, say the right eye is doing more than the left eye, this sets up a kind of a deterioration in your resiliency in your eyes, which can lead to you know, the, the situation you're in right now, which is allergies and uh, also this mucus discharge. Um, I'm wondering about the mucus discharge if you have some low-grade conjunctivitis, um, and this could be both bacterial, viral. Uh, so again, the immune system is being compromised. So in your question number two, you asked what, what products that you could use to reduce cataracts, I think that there's some things that you could do that you could at least attempt to improve lens health and maybe reduce uh, some of the symptoms and maybe even the causative factors of the allergies and uh, the mucus discharge. So number one, I would start off with the MSM eye drops. You've got two percentages here. You've got 5% and 15%. The 15% are going to work more effectively, but there's a little stinging or burning for a few seconds that you're going to have to deal with. MSM is certainly important for um, reducing inflammation, also uh, moisturizing all the eye tissue, improving collagen health. Um, so it would be my choice with you to start with that. And then immediately after you use the MSM, I would use the Cineraria eye drops, which, which are the homeopathic eye drops that can help improve lens health. I would include glutathione in the mix. I think that sublingual glutathione is definitely something that could benefit you in terms of your antioxidant level, reducing toxicity, improving lens health, improving cornea health. I mean, glutathione is the master antioxidant and it works hand in hand with MSM, which is a sulfur-based eye drop. And then I would consider an eye supplement that was very concentrated in um, vitamin A, vitamin C. Vitamin C is really important for the lens of the eye. It's also important for corneal health. And then um, your lutein, zeaxanthin, taurine, bilberry, uh, trace minerals. These are all things that are really important uh, that could boost your eye health. And then finally, fats and oils. If you're going to do a supplement, omega-3 fatty acids is really important. Taking a look at your any kind of you know foods that you are eating that may be triggering an inflammatory response. So I would give the, the cataract process, reversing the cataracts, about six months. You should start to see some changes in about three months. Uh, I would use the MSM drops maybe four to six times a day. 
definitely do the eye massage. Um, if you're still not getting complete benefits with the um, with the allergies and the mucus discharge, I would get some eyebright tea that you could brew up and use as a compress in the morning and or the even evening and drink one to two cups of eyebright tea a day. This has been found to actually help remove congestion in the eyes. And then the eye exercises. So <clears throat> I would probably go for the cataract uh, eye exercises. We call it the Eye Clarity Cataract uh, Program. And I've chosen these exercises to improve vision because they improve eye circulation, they improve eye lymph, they help in the detoxification process, and they help improve the functional aspects of your vision using two eyes together. That's a 90-day program, so you've got you know three months worth of, uh, of things to do. So keep in touch, Nadja, and thank you so much for the question. Question two, this is from Carrie. Hey, Dr. Byrne, I'm looking for some eye drops to improve my dry eye. I just found out about the MSM drops. How long should I use them before I see improvement? My left eye is the only one that gets symptoms of dry eye. I wear one-day contacts and have issues with dry eye when I have them on. Are there any contacts that you recommend? All right, well, when we talk about dry eye, let's do that first, and then we'll talk about the contact lenses. There are several causes of dry eyes, and I'm just going to go through the list very briefly. First of all, there's been some studies that show that low estrogen levels have a higher risk of developing dry eye syndrome. So hormonal imbalances would be one thing I would check. Number two would be endocrine imbalances. So thyroid and or adrenal problems may contribute to dry eye. With the adrenals especially, if we're under chronic stress, this creates an, an increase in cortisol being produced in the body, which causes a natural drying out of all the mucous membranes, including uh, the cornea. So having your adrenals checked is important. Number three is pharmaceutical drugs. So these are drugs not only that you are taking now, but even drugs that you've taken in the past. This could be things like antihistamines, appetite suppressant drugs, even blood pressure medication. So just take an inventory on that. And then number four is digital device use. So using a computer or your phone or a tablet definitely could dry your eyes out more. Uh, so you want to take frequent breaks and, uh, you know, you want to really protect your eyes from the blue light, maybe getting a blue blocking lens. Uh, those would be things to consider. So some of the more holistic strategies I would look at would be diet and environment. So that means getting enough omega-3 fatty acids into your body. If you're going to do a supplement, at least a thousand milligrams a day. Eat a rainbow diet with a lot of antioxidants. Um, and then the eye exercises. Uh, and these would be really helpful. The end palm hum, the tongue clock, the eye massage. These are all great for improving your eye circulation and uh, lymph function. With contact lenses, the key with contacts is you're, you're going to look for a high water content lens 
probably somewhere between 38% water to 70% water based on you know what your eye doctor is able to uh, to show you and the the three um, contact lenses that I've tried are the Dailies Total One, the AccuView Oasis One Day, and the Alcon Dailies Total. Now it's really difficult to just recommend contacts like this because you know it's so individual in terms of what contact lenses feel the best. Um, and sit on your eye, fit your eye, uh, the uh, you know the the best way that they do, which would be to try them on. And this is where you'd have to go to your eye doctor and uh, and do that. But let's talk uh, briefly about the MSM because you have brought that up. And in this particular case, I think what I would consider would be that. I would start with the 15% MSM and I would do the eye massage and I would also do the eye bath. The eye bath is where you run the drops along the eyelashes a few times while you're lying down with your eyes closed and then when you open your eyes you're going to get a, a lot of uh, moisture into your eyes. I would do this without the contacts in but of course you can certainly use the MSM with the contacts. I'm not sure that the MSM eye drops are the total answer. Um, one of the things that uh, strikes me, Carrie, about your situation is that it's your left eye that's the one that's getting the symptoms. So I'm wondering if there's an imbalance in how you are using both eyes together. Now, without getting tested for that, we don't know. but. If you're having symptoms where it's the left eye that is showing more of the symptoms, I would consider doing my yin-yang peripheral exercise followed by the end-palm hum. The yin-yang exercise will help balance the two eyes together as they are focusing. And it may be that your left eye and right eye are out of balance and how they're showing up, especially if you're doing intensive focusing. So I hope that gives you some, some ideas. Um, keep in touch with me and let me know how you respond to these recommendations. Question three, this is from Stacy. She's asking about retinitis pigmentosa. Uh, this is for her 18 year old. Uh, they haven't done genetic testing, but uh, they're, they're doing a lot of supplements and they want to know, are there any other things that can be done? So let me share a case history that I had with a woman who was diagnosed with RP. And she came to see me and I'll get into some of the nutrients in a minute. But one of the things that I offered her were something called base down yoked prisms. Now these are very special prisms. Not all eye doctors know about this, but these are uh, glasses that when you put them on, they actually spread your vision open and they create more peripheral vision. And she put those on and she started to wear them and she noticed within a few weeks that her peripheral vision started to get better. And she actually noticed that she could see things in a panoramic view by wearing these base down yoke prisms. We also reduced her distance prescription a little bit and 
she noticed that her vision kept getting better and better, especially in the area of peripheral vision. Now, it acted like a, a vision exercise by wearing these uh, special yoked prism glasses. And so I would consider this as a, as a starting point because even though RP is about a constriction of the peripheral vision, if you can uh, wear a lens that pushes the light into the periphery, which is what these yoke prisms do, it can actually begin to slow down or neutralize the deterioration. So I would definitely take a look at that in terms of um, uh, the retinitis pigmentosa. Now, in terms of nutrients, you're right on in terms of the, the, the vitamin A, uh, whether you're going to do that or not. And I think that it would be great to get the genetic testing to find out exactly what's going on, whether the vitamin A therapy would help. Um, I like what you're doing in terms of the lutein, but I'm not seeing zeaxanthin. So in the carotenoids, the ratio is 10 milligrams of lutein per 2 milligrams of zeaxanthin, and you want to do that twice a day. I would also include astaxanthin, which is the third marine carotenoid, about 15 milligrams a day of that, so that you make sure your macula is robust. This is mostly where the carotenoids are needed. I think the turmeric, curcumin, is definitely great from an inflammatory response level. I would probably substitute krill oil and get into a very high-potency omega-3 fatty acid. Uh, I feel that the DHA in omega-3 fatty acids is a little bit better in terms of retinal and optic nerve health. Now, why you're taking the CAN-C eye drops, I don't know. Uh, I don't think that they are beneficial for you unless you are suffering from a cataract, but it doesn't sound like your daughter has cataracts. So I would discontinue the CAN-C. I would start in with the MSM, probably the 15%, doing the eye massage and the eye exercises at least four times a day. I would probably get on a really good eye supplement that would include things like taurine, uh, bilberry. This is a really important ingredient for uh, microcapillary health in the peripheral retina. Some, in some research, they have found it actually can improve night vision. So your berries are very important. And um, if you want to supplement, bilberry would be something you could use. Again, quercetin, the flavanols are really great for retinal health. Resveratrol is another one that you could look for, again, in grapes and berries. Um, and then, of course, the rainbow diet. And in the rainbow diet, make sure you're getting good probiotics. Make sure you're getting, um, again, good fats and oils. You want to reduce inflammation. You want to reduce oxidative stress. Uh, in terms of any head trauma, I would definitely be getting craniosacral therapy and or acupuncture. Uh, so I would be doing a lot of things to really boost the nutrient absorption in the eye. Another thing that I've talked a bit about is using color therapy on the eyes. So certain colors that you look through can actually improve the photoreceptor's uh, responsiveness 
to the light energy. So colors like red, red-orange, uh, yellow, yellow-green, those are very stimulating colors that can actually boost the resiliency of the photoreceptors. Last but not least, I would be having your daughter wear blue blocking lenses. I imagine she's probably on the, in digital world, digital devices. So that would be a way to protect her eyes from the blue light. Obviously getting 20 to 30 minutes of aerobic exercise every day, getting really good sleep at night, making sure the endocrine system is healthy, especially the adrenals and thyroid. So these would be some of the areas I would target in her overall improvement. So keep in touch. Thank you so much for the question. All right, this next question is from Betty, and she has a question that was sparked by one of my videos on blue blocking glasses. And she wants to know if there are any benefits to blue light, and if so, what kind of clarification can I give? So it is documented that during the day, blue light exposure can be helpful to our health. It actually can bring more mental alertness, boosting our energy. It helps our memory, our cognitive function. It elevates our mood. So during the day, um, getting the blue light exposure is definitely a positive. In my experience, uh, what I recommend is using the blue blocker lenses after 6 p.m. This is the best time to begin to use them because at this time of day, and if it's winter time, and you're using digital devices or you're under LED lights, this is where the blue light can affect melatonin production and uh, begin to cause uh, the possibility of changes in your retina and your lens. Uh, so these would be the times you would use the blue blocking lenses. But you're right on in terms of uh, the balance of blue light and the fact that you can use it during the day. So thank you so much for the question. I really appreciate it. All right, our last question today is from Rose. And she has been diagnosed with early stage cataracts. And she wants to know what would be um, some things that she could do to benefit from lens health. Okay, you have a great shot at improving lens health especially if they're early stage cataracts. This is why it's really important to go for an eye exam early, you know, every year to really check in with your eye doctor. So if you are diagnosed with early stage cataracts, we know that cataracts is metabolic waste that's accumulating in the lens of the eye. So we need to increase our antioxidants at every level, specifically vitamin C and glutathione. Those are really important for um, ingredients in improving lens health. I would add lutein, zeaxanthin, uh, beta carotene, vitamin E, and getting enough other fats and oils, especially the omega-3 fatty acids, things like bilberry, quercetin, and your trace minerals, zinc, magnesium, chromium, selenium. These are all really important. Now, if you're going to, um, if you're going to supplement I would make sure you're getting a really high potency probiotics. Take it first thing in the morning on an empty stomach. And then I would start in with your omega-3 fatty acids. If you're going to do supplementation, uh, certainly my eye vitamin is excellent uh, for that. 
The ACG glutathione sublingual would be another one. It has a very high bioavailability, means, meaning that it absorbs well into uh, the body. And then um, I would make sure that you're using the eye drops, the 15% MSM followed by the area. So MSM, one of the things it does is it increases the delivery system of the area. MSM has very uh, a lot of different positive effects, anti-inflammatory, moisturizing, collagen health, but it also helps in the absorption of area. So you're going to do both of those drops three times a day. I would um, go on the internet and I would print out an eye chart that you could put up on your wall and I would measure your eyesight every few days as you start in with the supplements, with the, the nutrient changes. And then last but not least, the Cataract Eye Clarity 90-Day Eye Exercise Program. Rose, this is for you. You know, you can take the nutrients, but the eye exercises help stimulate a different level of your visual wellness. It improves your visual skills, your visual tracking, focusing, visual coordination, your eye lymph. It helps improve your eye circulation. It reduces visual stress. So the eye exercises coupled with the nutrients is the ticket to success. Last but not least, if you're using digital, after 6 p.m., blue blocker lenses would definitely be an essential ingredient that I would add. Keep track of your uh, improvement and uh, let us know your success. It just takes a little bit at this level to reduce the oxidative stress and improve your ability to oxygenate and hydrate your eyes, which is going to allow the toxins to move out of your eyes. So I hope that helps. Thank you so much for the question. So that's our show for today, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in. And until next time, take good care. You're listening to a podcast with Dr. Sam Byrne. To learn more about his seminars and workshops, visit his website, www.drsamburn.com. The Byrne Method is a trademarked signature of Dr. Sam Byrne for his workshops, seminars, books, and DVDs. The information presented in this podcast is in no way intended as a substitute for receiving professional medical care. The design and purpose for this podcast is to provide information for educational purposes only. Dr. Byrne and his guests have no liability or responsibility to any person or entity for loss, damage, injury caused, or allegedly caused through the information, exercises, suggestions, explorations, or written responses presented in this podcast. Dr. Byrne is not a medical authority and his guests are not qualified to diagnose or treat any disease or health problem. This podcast is not a substitute for medical care. Dr. Byrne's information is only his personal opinion. If you have any health problem, please seek medical care for whatever condition you may have.